Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to you. We appreciate you being here today for this very special event, our Lunch with a Legend, honoring Mr. Dave Campbell today. Welcome, welcome to everyone. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. All right. We thought it would be appropriate for this one to, uh, I've got lots of questions. I've got plenty of questions. I think they're good questions. But uh, Jerry Hill is just uh, uniquely involved in uh, this working relationship with Mr. Dave Campbell. So we thought it'd be appropriate to kind of double team Mr. Dave today and have Jerry and I ask uh, questions and uh, get Mr. Dave telling some stories. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice Affairs. All right, and without further ado, let us bring up our guest of honor today, man who really does need no introduction to this group. Welcome, Mr. Dave Campbell. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. John has the day off. I'm Aaron Sexton, and we have a very special program for you today over the weekend. Dave Campbell, the founder of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and former longtime sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald, passed away at the age of 96. Today, John will pay tribute to Dave Campbell. We have a 2018 interview with John and Baylor Director of Sports Media, Jerry Hill, where they interviewed Dave Campbell at a 2018 at his 2018 lunch with a legend tribute, and we will hear that interview today in three parts. It is uh, John Morris and Jerry Hill, the 2018 lunch with the legend tribute for Dave Campbell. As you as you're introduced, we could pass the plate and say the benediction right now, but uh, we got we got a ways to go. Appreciate you being here. Le- thank you for letting us honor you today. Thank you. I'm flattered and uh, uh, such a great crowd. Know a lot of people here, and uh, I just appreciate it all. Let's, uh, let's go back, uh, not to the beginning, but near the beginning. What about uh, when you came to Baylor, and, and how did you get your start in journalism? What was the impetus for that? Uh, well, when I first came to Baylor, I was fully intended, intending to major in chemistry. Uh, and I took one year in chem- chemistry here at Baylor. Uh, but the last... Uh, the last uh, quarter, whatever it was, I think we were divided into quarters then. The last quarter uh, was 
all about lab work and seeing what kind of uh, what kind of elements were in in some solution and all that. And uh, so I did all that, but I noticed that all my friends were out playing tennis. <laughs> so I, shortly after that, I had to I had to leave to uh, go to World War II in France and Germany. And uh, while I was overseas, I resolved to myself that when I got back, I was going to major in journalism. It's a lot more fun. You don't have any lab work. You can play and you can cover games and all that, all you want to. So that's what I did. And I, uh, for a long time, I, uh, I worked at the Trib and uh, I started off uh, being night news editor. That's how I met my wife. And, uh, but uh, after James Tucker died in 1953, uh, I was named sports editor. So I've been sports editor in 50, from 54 on. And that 54 Southwest Conference press tour, where we go to each school in those days and interview the coach and some of his players, convinced me I'd made the right choice. We started off with Jess Neely and uh, Dickie Magel and those people. And uh, then uh, we went to, went up to uh, Texas to talk to uh, uh, the coach there. Uh, his name was, um, oh, I've forgotten, but it's before Darrell Royal got there. And uh, then, uh, then we went from there to a very exciting and unforgettable trip. We went to Junction to watch Bear Bryant had taken his team to Junction. That would be illegal now, but in those days, he got them away from all the tumult and shouting that uh, if they had been at A&M, there they could just work out. And uh, so anyway, that was an unforgettable. I know that uh, Bear Bryant then, uh, when we first started and people asked, well, Brian said, well, now, how do you do this? I've never done this before. What do you people want to know? Well, uh, Bill Reeves, who was the uh, sports editor of the Dallas News, said, well, Bear, why don't you just go over your 3D and uh, tell us who you got there? Brian said, well, you're blank to blank out of luck here because we don't have a 3D. By that time, he had chased off so many people they had a two deep, and that was it. And uh, so anyway, that's how we started off. And uh, then uh, what was delightful about it is that they, before I even got started on that press tour, uh, Jinx Tucker had always covered the, uh, had always covered the, uh, the teams that won the, Southwest Conference. So I felt I really ought to do that. So uh, I was fortunate enough to cover the 
the uh, Rice Alabama team. They played uh, Alabama. That was the day that uh, on that that uh, January 1st that Dickie Mago got loose on the sidelines and was running down down the sidelines free for a touchdown. And a guy came off the Alabama bench, uh, Tommy Lewis, I believe it was, and tackled him. And uh, then, of course, retreated back to the bench quickly, kind of embarrassed, but the officials Dick, awarded Dickie Mago a touchdown. And uh, I know that uh, Ed Sullivan had a very popular Sunday TV show in those days. I think it was TV, and uh, uh, had uh, Tommy Lewis and Dickie Mayle on the on the show, and uh, I remember that Tommy Lewis asked him why you did this, and he said, "Well, I'm just just too full of Alabama." <laughs> and of course, then Bear Bryant, after after being three years at A&M went to Alabama and uh, won numerous national championships. Dave, uh, we forgot to introduce your family. If you'd like to introduce them. Uh, okay. The, your family that's here with us. Okay. Uh, here's David Roach and Becky Roach there. Y'all want to stand up? <laughs> yeah. My sister is Joe Campbell. She's here. And uh, Alan Carlson and his wife, Julie Carlson, Julie Campbell Carlson. Thank you all for being here. Um, Dave, you mentioned the press tour. So let me go there with you for a minute. Um, you've, you've told me about it before, but you and Denny Freeman, Y'all were coming from Dallas to Fort Worth. Because at that point, they were driving to each of the stops. Uh, that's kind of how the press tour started. It wasn't on a bus or anything. It was just, you know, two by two, four by four. They would just drive in cars. And Denny and Dave were over there. And, and you can finish this story, but y'all were going right. from SMU, TCU the next day. Right. And we were supposed to check in, I think, at a Ramada Inn. I'm not sure of that. But anyway... We got to Fort Worth, and there was a big building there that looked like a, a tourist place. And uh, so Denny and I got out and were carrying our luggage up to the place and went in the place. Well, it was a bank. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, fortunately, they didn't, uh, they just told us we were wrong. They, they didn't shoot us or anything. <laughs> thinking we were going to rob the bank. And they were carrying their luggage, so, I mean, you can imagine the eyes that they got. Um, <clears throat> Dave, you talked about starting at the Trib, replacing Jinx. Um, the magazine, kind of where where did that come from? And, and obviously, you know, has established itself as one of the greatest sports magazines out there, but how did, how did that come about? Uh, well, we were, there were... Uh, Really, really two of us, myself and Louis Holm, were looking to make more money. 
and uh, we kept taking trips to a little place that we went to Marlin, and then finally we went to a little place in East Texas, and uh, thought we could buy a weekly magazine and make a lot of money. So I know that uh, while we were gone, Gussie Holm, who was Louis Holmes' wife, uh, Reba called Gussie. They were pretty good friends. And she was kind of wailing, and she said, Gussie, do you think that we're going to live out the rest of our lives in that little town in East Texas? And Gussie said, oh, Reba, quit worrying about it. They're just two little boys chasing fire wagons. <laughs> so then we, uh, well, Al Ward and myself needed some extra money. So we, we decided, first of all, to put out a bowling magazine. And uh, we thought we could get a lot of advertisement from the various beer dealers and all that. Well, as it turned out, the beer dealers said they would go in as one to, uh, they would just buy one page. Well, that wouldn't help us at all. So we kept thinking and looking. And finally, I was reading up with the, one of the national publications that covered sports or covered football in those days. And uh, it occurred to me that uh, that magazine, it was called Dell Publications, uh, wasn't Street and Smith, it was Dell. Uh, they, uh, what was mortifying to me was that they uh, had all of the schools, they were just to vote one column of type, not a page, but a full, full column of type to each, uh, to each uh, uh, school, to each team, football team. And uh, what really was mortifying to me in those days was that uh, they left out, left out Baylor entirely. And that was where I was going to school. So anyway, we were so, I was so chagrined and I was that, that uh, I decided to start a little magazine called Texas Football. And uh, that was in 1960. And uh, we had a lot of twists and turns on that. But uh, in the first year, I printed 20, uh, 60,000 magazines, just a pure yes. And, uh, just a little bit later, I started getting telegrams. People didn't phone in those days, they just sent you a telegram. And they kept saying, we need more magazines. Well, what they, they really didn't need more magazines, but I didn't know that. So I went back to press and printed 20,000 more. Well, it, what they did, all they needed to do was redistribute, because if you you buy Time magazine and you decide you want it, you don't want it, you put it back down, you cover up Texas football. So we were being covered up and they needed to redistribute, but I didn't know that. So that 20,000 resulted in a $5,000 loss. Uh, 
And uh, then, remember in magazine in those days, this was 50 cents. And then uh, next year, we, uh, we started, uh, come, did a little better, but I still lost, I think it was 2,000 or 3,000. So we were $8,000 in the hole when a guy named Roy Bertrand, who had a very popular restaurant here, and was a good friend of ours, we ate there a lot, and he said, Dave, why don't you do this? Why don't you give the Texas Restaurant Association a full-page ad and advertising their magazine, their products, and their their restaurant, and uh, then uh, I think we can help you. So anyway, long and upshot of it was, I gave them two pages, a double spread of the Restaurant Association, and they put in nearly all those restaurants and you know, whatever that. You know, kind of a free end, and uh, so then we started really turning the corner, making money, and uh, so uh, so I don't know. In the th I think in 1963 we did all that, and 1964 we did real well, and uh, I had had two guys backing me named Will Rogers and Curtis Handcammer two Baylor guys, and uh, I had gone to Abner McCall, who was president of Baylor at the time, and uh, Abner said, I think they can help you, and uh, to show his appreciation or his thoughts of it, he took 2% of the Texas football, the stock, we made some stock, and uh, then Harry Province, my editor at the newspaper, he was pretty sold on the idea, and he took 2%. Well, as we started making money, I bought all of those out, and uh, it just belonged to me. And uh, so we went on, and it turned out to be a pretty good thing, started making money and all that. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy with patchy drizzle, fog, and even a stray shower possible tonight. We drop to 58 degrees. About the same tomorrow with mostly cloudy skies. Again, patchy drizzle, fog, and an isolated shower, 77. And on Wednesday, mostly cloudy, very mild with a high of 81. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. They say that Nick Saban sent a plane back to East Lansing to, uh, when he got the job at, I guess it would have been LSU, and to, to get all his assistants, and none of them got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Kelly had a similar situation. None of the Notre Dame people really wanted to go with Brian. I don't know what that tells you. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
UTFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WEB. The Cowboy Report, weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. and 5, 10 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Cowboys hung on for a win over Washington yesterday, 27 to 20. Dak Prescott was 22 of 39 for 211 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. The Cowboys are at the Giants next Sunday at noon. Baylor Bears are up to number one in the power rankings after the Bears' defense shut down Villanova 57 to 36 to remain undefeated. The Bears have not lost a game going back to March 12th of last season. Lorena High School will play Brock in the Class 3A Division I state championship game Thursday at 3 o'clock, followed by China Spring versus Gilmer in the 4A Division II title game at 3 on Friday. Friday, both games at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. UMHB is heading back to the Stag Bowl to play for the national championship after beating Whitewater 24-7. The crew will face off with North Central in Canton, Ohio with a 6 o'clock kickoff on Friday. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris is, has the day off. Today, though, we are paying tribute to Dave Campbell, the founder of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and former longtime sports editor of the Waco Tribune-Herald, who passed away over the weekend at age 96. We are replaying an interview from 2018 Lunch with a Legend tribute hosted by John and Jerry Hill. And here is part two 
of that interview. Dave, I've always been impressed. You as a Baylor man, but but you were, were so fair to all the other schools in this in the state of Texas and the other schools in the Southwest Conference. Uh, you know, it's a big deal to be on the cover of Texas Football Magazine, uh, especially in the early years. Uh, how did you make that decision of who was who was the cover boy? Well, Al Ward and I had started really, really the four of us: Al Ward, Hollis Biddle, myself and Jim Montgomery. Jim Montgomery's dead now. Hollis Biddle is dead now. Uh, I think Al Ward is still living in Austin, but he's getting way up in years and he's got, his eyes are gone. And, uh, and then there's me. And I'm 93 years old. So um, we, uh, anyhow, after we got started, I, I bought out those Province and, and uh, Province and McCall and Will Rogers and, and uh, Curtis Handcammer. And the co covers, was that and a hard the, decision? Was that an well, easy decision? The, cover, the covers, we would try to get somebody that we knew the teams were going to be, that would do well that year. And... Uh, would uh, I know that in 1974 we thought Texas was going to win the conference again, and we had uh, I I think it was Darrell Royal on the cover. Well, they, they didn't win the cover of uh, the conference that year. If you remember, 1974 was the year Baylor won the conference, and. Uh, Grant Taff was the coach there, and Grant Taff is here, and I appreciate him being here. But uh, we put out then a little special, special uh, thing, a souvenir edition, as we called it, and uh, uh, so it sold pretty good. I still lost a little money on it, I think, but <laughs> we lost. We we we. You can still find a few of those around. Becky said she picked out all the cover photos. Is that, is that that's not right? Well, she helped me. <laughs> she was just picking the cutest guys, though. Well, she would. She would. Uh, in those days, Becky, I'd get the projector, and uh, we'd show the slides on the projector, and you could blow them up a little and see them well. Uh, so. Uh, you know, she she knew my thinking on what schools were going to do well that year, and uh, so anyway, we we she she helped me pick them out. You mentioned Coach Taff, and Coach Taff is here today, and and Donnell, you worked with uh, you've worked with twelve Baylor coaches through the year, football coaches through the years. That's right. Starting with George Sauer, right through Matt Rule, and you're there at Matt Rule's press conference every week. Uh, what what was that relationship like for you with those coaches, and especially with Coach Taff, when he well, almost took a job at USC and sought your counsel on that? Well, that's right. But anyway, I started with George Sauer. And the first game I ever covered was Bader playing University of California at Berkeley. Uh, Jinx Tucker was still living, but he had heart trouble. And the team was going to fly. 
and they wouldn't let Jinx fly, so I, they sent me. And uh, so that was the first ball game I covered. And you, if you buy the book that's coming out this next year sometime, uh, it, uh, that will be in the book, that game. Uh, then, uh, then I became a sports editor and, and started Texas football in 1960 after all the twists and turns around. And uh, so Texas football now is 58 or 59 years old. And, uh, and the relationship and, with the coaches, well, especially Coach Taft, what was that like, the well, working relationship? Let me stay first with George Sauer. Uh, we, would, uh, we would go with, uh, I'd go to, go to these games and then talk to Sauer about what he thought of the game. And one year, I remember, I went over to ask him about how did, how did he think the team playing in those days. You know what I found him doing? Mowing the backyard. <laughs> now, can you imagine coaches taking off from their TV work and all to mow the backyard? Anyway, then uh, uh, after George Sauer, we had uh, John Bridgers and then Bill Beal and then uh, uh, Coach Taft. And is, that is true that uh, Grant had a good offer from from 19 uh, from Southern California one year, and he and I drove around to the old Floyd Casey Stadium out there talking and thinking about whether he ought to go to Southern, Cal Southern California or not. And I remember pleading him not to leave us. And he didn't. He didn't. And I'm always glad, Grant, that you didn't go. <laughs> One of the stories I remember you telling me, too, um, you had a good relationship with Jack Patterson as well. And he was, like you, like you mentioned, Bill Beal was the coach. And they hired a guy for a day, and they were still looking for a coach. And Jack came to you and said something like, I've got a guy, but I think it's going to be a hard sell he to said, the donors. That's right. He, he uh, Jack Patterson, it was getting to near Christmas time, and he had made an offer to uh, Emmer Ballard, Emory, by that time, had offers from Baylor and from Texas A&M. Texas A&M would pay him more money, so he went to A&M. Then uh, he had an offer on the table to Mike Campbell, who was Darrell Royal's defensive coordinator, very good coach. But uh, for a while, Mike thought he might come. But uh, when he did, Royal said, well, uh, Mike, you're going out of beta, well, you'll have to get out of the room, coaching room. We can't have you in here. And so Mike said, well, I haven't decided that yet. So he came back and turned out he didn't go to, he didn't come to Baylor. So we tried, uh, we tried a guy named Feldman at uh, New Mexico, I believe it was. He came in, I interviewed him. We ran a big story in the paper about it in the Tribune Herald. 
And then, before really the ink was drawn that that first issue, that issue, he had backed out and gone back to New Mexico. The story, the thing was too big for him. So finally, after all those twists and turns, Jack Patterson said, "Dave, I know a guy I ought to hire, but I could never send him to the news to the alumni. They want some big name moved." And I told him, "Well, go ahead and go ahead. You got to have a coach." So he hired him. This little guy, a guy, he wasn't so little, but he was at Angelo State, and his name was Grant Taft. And he came to Baylor, and uh, I don't know what the alumni thought, but uh, Grant found somebody who would put in artificial grass, which was all the rage in those days. And uh, then uh, a guy named Ralph Storm, I think it was, in Corpus Christi. I think he's dead now. And then, uh, anyhow, we we went on, and from there, we'll, Grant, uh, first game they had was against Georgia, and uh, they did so well that, uh, you know, they got beat, but it, the game went into the fourth quarter. And then I think it was the next game they had against Missouri, and they beat Missouri. And, uh, in fact, I think they shut them out. And uh, they... Uh, Later, Missouri beat Notre Dame, so that, or they had just beaten Notre Dame. So, you know, we thought that was really, we finally stumbled on a great coach. And then, uh, first year, Grant Taft, he had uh, uh, oh, a great line, linebacker and defensive end. Roger Gorey. Roger Gorey. And uh, so he helped us, made upset. TCU, been the, it was a long, broke a long losing streak to TCU. Then in 74, we won the first Southwest Conference Championship in 50 years. So you couldn't hardly beat that. So anyway, Grant later won two Southwest Conference Championships, 1974, 1980. And uh, that was pretty good. Took a couple of swing and misses, but we got the right guy for the job there, Coach Taft That's in right. 1972. What about, Dave, is this a fair question? Uh, you've covered so many big games, great games, historic games through the years. Uh, do any of those stand out in your mind? Like, like I've read stories and seen the, the film of the, the great shootout, Arkansas and Texas in well, 1969. Yeah, but... Uh, you know, I never would forget that 1974 game. People didn't think we could win, and they fell behind. Uh, in fact, I think they were behind Texas 24 to zero at halftime, and then things started turning around, and they scored. They'd scored a touchdown early to pass to uh, Alcee Jackson, and then. Yeah, after the half, so at the half, it was 24 to 7. And then, after the half, things started turning around. They blocked a punt, scored a touchdown, a Texas punt. Then uh, 
uh, Marty Aikens uh, got rushed and fumbled, and we picked it up and recovered it and scored another touchdown. And uh, so that made 21. And then uh, uh, we started kicking field goals. And uh, anyhow, we ended up beating Texas 34 to 24, I think it was. You weren't one. Did you spend the night in the press box? Or was that just no, uh, Dr. I, that Reynolds? No, just speculation. Yeah, no, <laughs> but you did not, right? <laughs> I didn't. The, the, the uh, rumor is that, that uh, Herb Reynolds, who was either the president or the vice president in those days at Baylor, and Ralph Storm, and maybe somebody else spent the night on the field in the press box. Oh, not on the press box, but on the field. Got their bedrolls and stayed there looking at those lights all night long, those scoreboard lights. And if you have a picture of those scoreboard lights now, it's really valuable. 34 to 24. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott's going to toss the play wide to Pollard. Only heard here. Broke a tackle, got a block on the edge, sprinting to the 50. Pollard down the left sideline. All season. All the way to the pylon. Touchdown, Pollard. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from MetLife Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the New York Giants Sunday morning at 11 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central. Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. 
And just like most of us, the Foundation Doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Cowboys hung up for a win over Washington yesterday, 27 to 20. Dak Prescott was 22 of 39 for 211 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. The Cowboys are at the Giants next Sunday at noon. Bader Bears are up to number one in the power rankings after the Bears defense shut down Villanova 57 to 36 to remain undefeated. The Bears have not lost a game going back to March 12th of last season. Lorena High School will play Brock in the Class 3A Division One State Championship game Thursday at 3 o'clock, followed by China Spring versus Gilmer in the 4A Division Two title game at 3 on Friday. Friday, both games at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. UMHB is heading back to the Stag Bowl to play for the national championship after beating Whitewater 24-7. The crew will face off with North Central in Canton, Ohio with a 6 o'clock kickoff on Friday. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Today we are paying tribute to Dave Campbell, legendary sports writer, the founder of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, former longtime sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald, who passed away over the weekend at age 96. We're listening to an interview from 2018 with John Morris and Jerry Hill, where they interviewed Dave at his Lunch with a Legend tribute. And here is part three of that interview. Dave, with our A&M friends here, I, I know you had mentioned a couple of games, one in Baylor's favor, one not in Baylor's favor, but uh, the Walter Abercrombie game, where yeah. his very first game to play. That's right. Walter, I didn't cover that game because I thought, I thought Baylor was sure to get beat. Texas A&M had a great team. And uh, so anyway, Baylor went to A&M. I went out. I'm sure I was covering Texas. God just was picking the best game of the year. Harry Province let me just go where I wanted to. So uh, I went to see Texas play somebody, and uh, I kept hearing radio reports and talk in the press box that uh, Baylor started coming back. And uh, Walter Abercrombie had just run wild. He had, I think he ended up uh, running for something like 200 and some odd yards. I don't remember how many. And uh, for a long time, he held the record for how much how much yardage somebody can make. He may still hold it for all I know. And uh, anyway, the result of all that is that... Uh, uh, 
only guy that was at A&M. What did I say his name was? Emory Ballard. Emory Ballard. Emory Ballard either got fired or quit, resigned then. I think the story that was told to me was that the, uh, the guy named Bumgardner, who uh, was in charge of their mess hall or their uh, dorm where the athletes stayed, went to Emory. Emory, I think he brought him in and uh, said, Emory, please, please. He said, they're going to fire you. Don't let them fire you. Quit. Go on and, and resign so that you won't have that on your record. So he, he did. He resigned. And you, can, you can see it in the record book at uh, Emory, right there about where Bader beat him. Ballard is out. And Tom, uh, that, uh, the guy that used to be at Texas Tech, was in. What was his name? Tom Wilson. Tom, Tom Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Tom Wilson took, took over. Now, a better game, well, from A&M perspective, but actually one of the best games that, that probably either of I have ever seen was the A&M 31-30 win down at uh, College Station. Oh, yeah. When the quarterback was some guy named Murray. Kevin Murray, who is the, is the father of the guy that's at Oklahoma and just won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, anyway, uh, Bader, Bader was supposed to win that game, and I thought they would. And uh, they got out well in front, but then Kevin Murray started completing passes. And... Uh, First thing you know, Bader was ahead of them, 17 to zero at the half, or right at the half. And then things, the tide changed, and they kept not only scoring, but kicking the extra points. And we either missed one or kicked a field goal, but anyhow, we got beat 31 to 30. And that was a heartbreaker. I did not cover that game because uh, uh, well, no, I, I covered that game. And I, I, we just couldn't believe that Baylor had lost that game. But that's what happened. That was the game of the decade in the Southwest Conference, that was, that 1986. Was the game of the decade. So that was Kevin Murray. His son, Kyler, just won the Heisman Trophy. Baylor has the Heisman Trophy winner and Robert Griffin III. Did you, did you ever think Baylor would have a player capable of winning the Heisman Trophy? I really didn't. But anyway. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I was lucky enough to go to see Baylor play Washington. Very, very high-scoring game. And uh, Bader won the game, but I don't remember the score. But anyway, uh, after that, the scene that still lingers in my mind, right at the end of the game, Bader had finally stopped Washington, and Bader was going to win the game. I was on the sidelines ready to go across to the dressing room. And Kate, uh, uh, coach of the women's basketball team, Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey was there. And when Bader won the game, she was 
giving them fish bite. Fish, fish that they won the game. Then I went over to the, to the uh, dressing room to talk to, uh, to RG3, hoping he would not turn, turn pro so quick. But uh, he did. And then, uh, but then Texas football, we were putting out winter editions in those days. And Texas football asked me to write the story on uh, how uh, uh, RG3 won the Heisman. You, if you've got that little booklet or that little winter edition, you'll find that it's about RG3. Dave, uh, we also talked about some of the best players that you remembered. Um, and I think you kind of went by positions, but uh, quarterback uh, goes back to James Street. I know you mentioned him. James Street. But, uh, you know, RG3 was a great quarterback, won the Heisman. Uh, the guy that played for Texas in uh, uh, Vince Young. Vince Young yeah. was a great quarterback, did not win the Heisman, perhaps should have. Uh, I think Bush won it in Southern Cal, but uh, RG3, I mean, uh, uh, Vince Young really outplayed him that game. And then uh, I saw uh, oh, the guy that won it in Houston. Uh, Andre Ware? Andre Ware. He was very good. Uh, Running back, you mentioned uh, Jim Swink. Back to the... Jim Swink was a great... As a matter of fact, when Texas, when TCU, where Jim Swink was, he went to... Uh, they went to Texas, and Swink just ran wild. And uh, I think that was before Royal arrived, but I'm not sure. Anyway... Swink, uh, Swink ran so wild and so, uh, you know, he just couldn't be stopped. And he even had Texas tacklers blocking each other, trying to tackle him. <laughs> so anyway, somebody picked up my story and commented on that. You said uh, Earl, obviously, Earl, was another one. Earl Campbell was very good. Earl Campbell... If y'all, if any of you read my story on the Texas-Oklahoma game, uh, that game, I voted for uh, Kyler Murray then, after that game, and he did win the Heisman. But the game that I was reminded of was Earl Campbell when... Uh, uh, I covered that game. I covered that uh, Heisman Trophy affair. And uh, the people at the Heisman wanted to make sure that Earl's mother, Ann Campbell, from Tyler, was there to see her son win the Heisman. And so they arranged for Ann, Mur Ann uh, Campbell to fly to New York, and they arranged for somebody to meet her and 
driver to the uh, the uh, uh, Marriott Marquis, which is where all the Heisman's presentations are made. And uh, so anyway, but they knew that uh, when Ann Campbell arrived, she was going to be so befuddled and all by all the skyscrapers in New York and she wouldn't know where she was. And so they asked my wife, Reba Campbell, who was with me then, to go and meet that conveyance that brought her to the, the Marriott Marquis. And when she stepped out of the cab or whatever it was, she was supposed to pin a rose on Ann Campbell's lapel and kind of show her around take charge and show her around, uh, be with her so she will understand, understand what was going on. And so whenever you happen to see a picture in my magazine, in my book then, it'll, it'll be there. And so will uh, 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 but it, it was there when, when Earl went to the, when, when you'll see a picture there when uh, he was presented the Heisman and uh, oh, you'll see a picture of Ann Campbell, a rose on her lapel. And you know, Tyler is supposed to be the rose, rose capital of the world or something. And so that's where she is. That's where Ann Campbell was. And somebody there then pinned a rose on Earl, and uh, by that time, you'll see them both. That's terrific. Dave, thanks very much. Jerry, thank you very much. Sure appreciate that. Thank you all for being here today. Thanks to Mr. Dave Campbell, Sikkim Bears. Recently on Game Time. You know, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence left after the first week. Randy Gregory's been in and out. Brent Urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago. Back in the preseason when the Cowboys visited the Arizona Cardinals, they lost defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who's, you know, clearly the best defensive tackle. And so he hasn't played at all so far this season. That's their starting four. DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Randy Gregory. And they have never had all four of them together. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for.